Welcome to Full Rigor, Florida True Crime Podcast. I'm Karen Curtis, and on this episode, we're going to look into the trial that happened in Central Florida against George Zimmerman, who was charged with second-degree murder for the shooting death of Trayvon Martin, an unarmed black teenager. George Zimmerman was a neighborhood watch person that was in the neighborhood when he saw this kid in a hoodie that looked suspicious. He called police. He said, I'm following this kid. And then there was an altercation, and Trayvon actually punched him and banged Zimmerman's head on the pavement and caused him to have his head was bleeding. And Zimmerman had a weapon on him, which he used. He shot and killed Trayvon Martin. So initially, law enforcement in Sanford said that this was self-defense and that was case closed and there would be no trial. But then attorney Benjamin Crump, the Martin family's attorney, came up with a witness. Allegedly, it was Trayvon Martin's girlfriend, Diamond, who was on the phone with him at the time of the attack. And based on this witness's testimony, this case then went to trial and Zimmerman was charged with second-degree murder. He was eventually acquitted, but now Zimmerman has filed a $100 million lawsuit. And he filed it against the family, the Martin family, prosecutors and others involved in the case. He claims that the case relied on false evidence and this false witness, this girlfriend, Diamond. And he cites malicious prosecution by prosecutors. Well, this was all dug up by one guy in Hollywood. He's a Hollywood director. His name is Joel Gilbert. And his movie or documentary is called The Trayvon Hoax. Okay, well, I'm Joel Gilbert. I'm a Hollywood film director. I'm kind of thought of as the conservative Michael Moore, simply because I've chosen a number of subjects uh, that uh, conservatives seem to like. Uh, I've made a lot of films on uh, pop music stars like Bob Dylan. I've done a film on Barack Obama, the Iranian nuclear program. Uh, did a funny movie called Trump, the Art of the Insult last year. <laughs> he does. He, he, he's very good at it, though. But a, no, I don't a, think people get how funny he is. Yeah, no, when you see my film, Trump, the Art of the Insult, you can see artoftheinsult.com. Just watch the trailer. He really is a performance artist uh, and an entertainer. People forget that he really uh, was not a real estate guy when he ran for president. He'd been doing entertainment for years. The Apprentice, Miss America, the lowest of the low, professional boxing, professional wrestling, uh, you name it. So uh, it's a fascinating film, and you really understand him a lot better when you, when you watch that movie. And uh, this film, called The Trayvon Hoax, Unmasking the Witness Fraud that Divided America, uh, I started researching, uh, really was interested in Andrew Gillum, because he kind of came out of nowhere, this radical socialist mayor from Tallahassee, and he ran a very race-based campaign against uh, Ron DeSantis. He'd say things in debates like, I don't think you're a racist, but the racists think you're a racist. I mean, oh my God. And he kept talking about the Trayvon Martin case. So that's why I decided to look into it. Well, like when he made the comment about, at the time, Ron DeSantis made the comment about the economy and that he didn't want to monkey it up. And I think that was so ridiculous. Yeah, look, they, look this is what the media does, what the left does. They try to make racism out of everything to polarize the country, divide the country, and really control the black voters. Uh, and that's what the Trayvon Martin Zimmerman case was really the dividing point. Black and white relations were considered positive up to that point. We had a black president. I didn't agree with his politics, but I was proud of that. And uh, after this case, it's been negative ever since. It led directly to the Ferguson, Missouri, hands up, don't shoot hoax. 
uh, Ferguson effect where there's no proactive policing, the Freddie Gray thing. It just divided us racially for no reason. And it really was the seminal turning point where even fake news started in the modern era. And now we know fake witnesses. So I, luckily, Florida is an open record state. So I went and asked for the, I said, I'm going to start by getting to know Trayvon Martin. And I got his 750-page cell phone records that had 3,000 text messages, 3,000 photos, hundreds of emails. And I got to know him in the last eight months of his life. I probably know him more, better than his friends and family. And I saw that he was an average kid. He's a good kid. He was not a thug. He wasn't a rocket scientist, you know, like they made him out to be. But he went into this really dark area of his life and understand kind of the downhill spiral he went into as a result of his father divorcing his stepmother. He lost his home and his mother had to go back and live with his biological mother, Sabrina Fulton, and started acting out very badly. He got into... Wasn't she an FHB trooper? I don't know what she was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, he got into uh, gun dealing, heavy marijuana use, fighting, and I came to understand him, but I also noticed that he was texting with his girlfriend, Diamond. Diamond, so it's not the one that took the stand. Right. Well, he's texting. What happened was Rachel Gentel, when she came to be interviewed by police, she said that her name was Diamond Eugene. And she said, I'm Diamond Eugene, but there's Trayvon texting photos back and forth with Diamond, and it's not Rachel Gentel. So what I did is I decided I've got to figure out who the real diamond is. I want to find out why she would not come forward and why Rachel Gentel was substituted in to take her place. And I, that's what I set out to do. And I actually met the real diamond. She's a criminal justice major of all things at Tallahassee, really? uh, Florida State University. She just graduated. And I exposed the whole story actually through her own social media. She was tweeting the entire time. 50 times a day, like every 20 minutes that she was awake, she's actually tweeting about the shooting, tweeting about being pressured by the Martin family associates to come forward. She didn't want to make a statement, on and on. So I reveal this entire investigation. So if you go to the TrayvonHoax.com, you can stream the movie online, you can buy the book, just watch the trailer. And what they did will make your head spin because not only uh, is the Trayvon hoax, it's not only the, uh, what I call it is the switching of a legitimate phone witness, Diamond Eugene, who was on the phone with Trayvon, for a fake witness, Rachel Gentel. But it's also the Trayvon hoax is really the, the hoax the media plays on black Americans every day by pushing this narrative that America is racist and you better seek shelter on the left to protect yourself. That's why we had the Jesse Smollett, hands up, don't shoot. A couple months ago, there was a girl in... Uh, well, the Jesse Smollett was, he was... <laughs> He said he was attacked, but he had but, himself but, attacked. But the media runs with it with no questions asked. Uh, there was a girl in Virginia that said some white kids cut off her dreadlocks. The next day they said, oh, uh, the media said, Mike Pence's wife works at this school. They were so excited. The third day, the mother of the girl said, hoax. She lied. So the media runs with this stuff to create this false narrative. And I'll tell you, the, the people that love my film and book the most, I'm getting the most emails, are black teenagers they get it. They're saying, first of all, we knew that Rachel was not Trayvon's girlfriend. She's a year older, 150 pounds heavier. And they knew, they said, look, we knew it. And secondly, they said, you know what? I have a black son. This girl said, I have a black son, and I was afraid for him to grow up in America. Now I realize we got played. We got played. Thank you for making this film. So no one has suffered more from this Trayvon hoax than the black youth of America. And I think this film has a chance to really heal, has, can have a great impact, because when we showed that the entire six, seven years of racial division was based on a hoax, 
Colin Kaepernick got played, no pun intended, he's a football player, he didn't need to kneel down and protest America because it, it, there was no racist America with white men in the streets and cops trying to shoot people because of their skin color. Total nonsense. The problem for black youth, as it was for Trayvon, is not armed white men in the streets. It's the lack of strong black men in the home to give them guidance. All right, so let's get back to what actually happened. You're saying that the real girlfriend, Diamond, did not want to testify, but she indeed was on the phone with Trayvon at the time of the shooting. And so the prosecution got Rachel and Not supplanted exactly. Diamond? Not, two things happened. First of all, Diamond was under tremendous pressure by the Martin Trayvon's friends and Martin family and Martin family attorney put her under tremendous pressure against her will. She was coerced. She's tweeting about it. I can't believe this is happening to me. I'm crying. They forced her to give a phone interview to Crump. In that phone interview, she actually... Benjamin Crump is the, the attorney for attorney. the family attorney. Right. So after the police had already investigated the case for two weeks, they looked at eyewitness testimony, 911 calls, actual eyewitness, physical evidence. They said, it's self-defense. See you later. It's not even stand your ground. It's over. A week later, they pressured this girl that doesn't want to say anything, probably because she knows what happened. And it wasn't that Zimmerman, you know, was beating and shot Trayvon. Was, she, was the phone active while this was all going on? It's a little more complicated question, but let me finish this answer is, uh, so Diamond Eugene, actually, she's on the phone with Crump, and he plays those excerpts. And right the day after, Obama says, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. My message is to the parents of Trayvon Martin. You know, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. And the state of Florida is pressured into appointing a special prosecutor. Crump says she's a 16-year-old teenager, Diamond Eugene. Two weeks later, the cops come. I actually got the unredacted court documents. They drive to Diamond Eugene's house. That's her address. It's right there. And they're sent away to another address where a woman who works for Trayvon's mother lives. And that's where 18-year-old Rachel Gentile shows up. And she says, I'm Diamond Eugene. I lied about my name. I lied about my age. Trayvon's mother calls Diamond Eugene at that moment and says, I thought you were his girlfriend. So she knows about the witness switch. And they go ahead and they interview Rachel anyway. She's totally lying the entire time. At the end of the interview, she actually tries to confess. She tells prosecutors. It's in the trailer. You can watch it. She says six times, I feel guilty. I feel real guilty. They say, why do you feel guilty? She says, I know about it. They go, what? She says, I know about it. She's screaming. Real guilty. Why do you feel real guilty? I know about Huh? I know about it. And they, instead of arresting her for, suborning, for perjury under an oath, they use some of her statements that contradict all the other witnesses on site to arrest Zimmerman, and the rest is history. So this film shows the entire witness fraud. Diamond Eugene would not bear false witness against Zimmerman, and that's why uh, Rachel Gentel was substituted in. So here's the actual testimony of Rachel on the stand as George Zimmerman's attorney Don West questions her about why she didn't attend Trayvon Martin's funeral and why she lied under oath. The funeral, why I go to the viewer, I didn't want to see the body. You got to understand. In order, it's You got to understand. Mm -hmm. did, you you the last person talked to the person, mm -hmm. and he down on the phone. After you talk to him, you got to understand what I'm trying to tell you. I'm the last person. You don't know how I felt. You think I really want to go see the body after I just talked? 
I understand what you're saying, but what you did instead was instead of saying... I did not even know he was out. I did not even watch the news. I don't watch the news. I heard there was on the media. There was on local news. I did not know about that. Okay, I knew that it was emotionally difficult for you to decide whether or not to go to the memorial service. Yes. And you decided not to. Go. Sure. And then what you did in order to explain that to Ms. Fulton and then to Mr. Delarianda under oath was that you created a lie and said that you'd gone to the hospital. Yes. So when you told Ms. Fulton what, would, what was happening on this March 19th meeting, you told her that you'd gone, gone to the hospital. And that's why you didn't go to the, to yes. the funeral. I told her, yes. And then you gave her the letter? I gave her the letter. And had you agreed at that point to be interviewed by her attorney? Yes. And was your purpose at that point to do what you could do to assist so that George Zimmerman got arrested? Yes. So by virtue of this substitution, does it change the way the case, the outcome of the uh, case well, would have well, been? Well, first of all. It never would have been. Brought, he he right? never would have been arrested. You have to have probable cause. It was ridiculous. The affidavit for arrest included not only Rachel. Well, Rachel was it. Without Rachel, they wouldn't have probable cause to arrest Zimmerman. So that but the was prosecutors the, really thought she was Diamond? I mean, look, uh, I don't have a smoking gun on them, but there's a 50 good questions is when they interviewed her, they knew she was lying. They had information that was opposite of what she was saying. They used her statements that contradicted eyewitnesses to arrest the guy. They withheld evidence for the defense spent two-thirds of their time in court just trying to force the prosecution to give them information they had a right to have. The, de the prosecutors also told the defense they could not interview Diamond because she was only 16 until just before the trial. Then eight, now she's 19-year-old Rachel Duntell shows up. She says, hi, I'm Diamond. And the whole thing, not only, you cannot have a false witness. It, bearing false witness is against our Constitution. It's against the Ten Commandments. And uh, not only did they harm Zimmerman, but they used this case to divide the country and create mayhem and racial division. It, it's been a, uh, this case was the seminal moment. It was the turning point. It was ground zero for all this total nonsense. So it was racial, but it was because Trayvon Martin put race in this. No. You don't think that creepy cracker is a racial comment? No. It's just been a lie. They've been propagating. They do it to this day. So the theater in Coral Gables was supposed to show your documentary, and then the owner got wind that it's pro Zimmerman, and she... Well, she said, not, no, I'm not going to run it. Yeah, look, the film is not pro-Zimmerman or anything. The, the film is an investigation. I take you on my journey of investigating the phone records, the unredacted documents. I go to Miami. I go to Little Haiti looking for Diamond Eugene. I go to Tallahassee to look for her at Florida State University. So you just kind of join me. I take her handwriting samples to a handwriting expert, uh, even DNA. So there's so much involved. So I don't know. I mean, I had a contract. I showed the film at the National Press Club two months ago. No problem. Everybody came and enjoyed it. We had students from Howard University, historically black university. They loved it. They got copies. And no problem. Had a great experience. And that's what you do as a filmmaker. You book in 
venues, and this was no different than any other. I signed the contract, I paid my money, and they said, oh, just bring down a Blu-ray so we can test the system to make sure it's working. I said, yeah, well, it's always good practice to do that. And uh, just as I got to Coral Gables, they called me and they said, the mayor is here, the city council is here, the lawyer for the mayor is here, and uh, they're saying uh, they don't want, to show this, want me to show this film. And I said, how's that possible? I have a right to show the film. If it was a Michael Moore movie and somebody didn't like it, would, they, would you also cancel that? So she said, no, they're, they're canceling it. And I said, let me talk to the lawyer. She would let me talk to the lawyer. So it's been a big controversy. It's in the news today, just yeah. the fact that they're not allowing free speech. How come I can't show my movie? You know, I thought ignorantly and innocently that they weren't showing it because it had now become evidence. No, not, nothing to do with that. I mean, it, it's a it's a movie and a book. It's on Amazon, number one, and people love it. It's it makes your head spin. It's an investigation. It does. I think it's a huge story, and I just want to be clear in terms of what happened with Diamond Eugene. She's now a criminal justice major. She just graduated crim- for criminal justice, justice major. She just graduated. Did you speak with her? I did meet her in person. Now, okay. I, it wasn't the gotcha kind of journalism where you, you try to get out a story the next day and you say, tell me about this. I went to meet her because I wanted to get her on camera and see her in person. And I actually mostly wanted to get handwriting samples. So actually, she had a clothing online boutique clothing store. She's a very sexy girl and sells clothing. And she's the model. And uh, so I bought some clothes from her and asked her to sign some Christmas cards. And then I was able to Smart. give that. That was the main goal. Uh, not to interrogate her or, you know, anything like that. Because uh, so she is in the movie, and you get to kind of meet her and know her a little bit. Um, Did she tell you at all about being on the phone and what happened during that whole situation? Did well, it really tra- traumatize her? I did not ask her again because the goal of meeting her was to get her on film. I was also in the middle of the investigation. I hadn't actually gotten into her social media accounts yet, so I didn't want to blow it and ask her about the case, and then she might maybe erase her social media. It's just shocking the amount of information I guess everyone puts online these days. But she was tweeting the whole time, even after Trayvon was shot. She, she said she was tweeting that she, she was praying with a friend and uh, being pressured by the uh, Martin family associates. She's tweeting about that. She's, she's under pressure. She's uh, on and on. She's actually tweeting it. Uh, while it's going on, including tweeting, Trayvon Martin's mom just called me. She thought I was his girlfriend. Uh, you know, right? Well, what I d- I'm sorry yeah. to not understand yeah. what you're saying, but when a prosecutor knows that the girlfriend is Diamond Eugene, are you saying they actually suborned perjury and put her on the stand knowing she was a fake witness? Well, look, Isn't I would, there, look, uh, look I, I've done a tremendous amount of work. I think reporters should call up Bernie Del Rionda and uh, John Guy, who's now a judge, Angela Corey, and say, Benjamin Crump publicly said she's a 16-year-old teenager, she's a minor, they're in love, that's his girlfriend, her name is Diamond Eugene, according to the written letter, and then 18-year-old Rachel Gentel shows up two weeks later and says, I'm not his girlfriend, but that's my nickname. But then they look at the text message and, and they see there's highly sexual text messages between the two. Why wouldn't prosecutors say, okay, young lady, let's just stop this nonsense right here or you're going to be arrested? They didn't do that. They just went ahead and took her ridiculous statements, even though they asked her things like, did Zimmerman say to Trayvon, I'm going to hit you? And Rachel answered in the interview, I got the recording, she says, you could say that. She says, oh. she, then they asked, did he get out of his car? She goes, you want that too? 
Uh, I mean, the, the answers are all ridiculous. They even ask, say, how many tech times did you text with Trayvon that day? She says, uh, one. In fact, they had the phone records in front of them. They'd already subpoenaed them. I got them, too. They had 32 texts that day. There's a hundred of these things. And at the end, Rachel confesses. She says, I ain't know about it. I ain't know about it. And it's in the trailer. You can see her confessing. So it's an incredible travesty of justice, of our justice system. And worst of all, they use this to divide the country between black and white and create this narrative that America is racist somehow. It's total nonsense. We're all brothers. Americans are all brothers, black and white, Hispanic, under the Constitution, under a country of liberty where we can move forward together. And I hope this film will help heal the nation. Thank you so much. So I want to bring in Jennifer now because I'm still not clear. I, I still don't understand. There's, <laughs> Joel Gilbert is saying that Benjamin Crump knew that this witness was not indeed Diamond, that it wasn't his girlfriend. Okay. But did the prosecution know, and he cannot give me any evidence that they suborned perjury and coached her and knew? I mean, that's the story. Well, that is the story. And if it were true, do you not think the prosecution would have brought that up and that would have been like the first thing everyone heard about? And and then, I mean, it it would have been end of trial. Well, he was saying everyone knew that this woman, this Rachel, she's kind of a large, interesting looking woman. And it's obvious that she's not the girlfriend but the other thing that bothers me is he actually met and sort of interviewed the real diamond but didn't ask her about any of this that's the one person you want to ask the big question were you on the phone with Trayvon when he was shot did they ask you to testify that was never done if you suborn perjury that you're that's a disbarrable offense it's even criminal Oh, I mean, you're witness up there. Come on. And you're going to send a guy possibly to the electric chair or in this case, you know, injection for killing somebody when when she had nothing to do with it. And they told her what to say. Actually, he was tried for second degree murder. So he was facing substantial jail time. They should all go to prison for that one. So I think it's a kind of a stretch, this documentary, because it doesn't connect all the dots in my book. Well, if you're Benjamin Crump and that was exactly what happened, are you not like petrified right now yeah he would be be disbarred yeah he'd be disbarred he'd probably go to prison well then now Zimmerman's got a hundred million dollar lawsuit against the prosecutors but they're gonna have to prove that they knew she wasn't Diamond where's the girl now do we know well Diamond is actually a criminal justice graduate from FSU and then the other girl Rachel I don't I don't know where she is she'd be the she's the linchpin they find her and she can actually you know under duress maybe under some kind of cross-examination by somebody a third party admits to the fact i was coached i wasn't there i wasn't on the phone that wasn't me well we have the audio she goes i i ain't known i don't know about it he's saying that is an actual admission so Mm. it's not clear though it's It's out of context right and it's a stretch you know they could ask her a million other things at the same time in fact here's trayvon martin's family's attorney benjamin crump's reaction to george zimmerman's lawsuit it's like they're killing trayvon all over again and i have no doubt the lawsuit is going to be dismissed ricky but to have to go through depositions and stuff everybody say we should counter sue them but that's what i was about to ask you (laughs) Trace and Sabrina are dignified people. They know uh, Zimmerman is uh, broke and don't have a dime. So it's just a waste of time, and it's giving him what he wants, which is attention. And, you know, it's just ridiculous, Ricky Smiley. So it's out, it's online, you can watch it and everything, but, I mean, we basically just covered what it's all about. But it doesn't connect the dots to the final thing, which would be the prosecution knew that this was a fake witness. And if that were the case... 
would not the defense in this the, the defense attorneys in this case go full steam ahead to prove that the documentary is the truth yeah uh, so well, i guess that's then? why i guess that's a hundred that hundred million dollar question right there right because yeah. it's got the lawsuit we didn't know that a false witness had been presented in the zimmerman prosecution now thank god he was acquitted because if in fact that had succeeded he would be in prison for life at this point well zimmerman also alleges in the suit that he suffered great mental anguish he required professional treatment by psychologists for ptsd anxiety, depression, insomnia, and weight gain. He also faces numerous death threats, he says, and financial loss. I think he's like in debt for six figures. A lot it's, of money. It's very confusing. I suggest that you watch the documentary on your own and decide for yourself. And then again, it's a film. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Yeah. You can take poetic license with things. Yes. I, you know, I, I'm a firm believer, nothing against a documentary. I haven't seen it. I should have, but I haven't. Had any of this been true, would this not have come out in the in court? In the trial, yeah. It, yes. Come on. If I were the defense attorney, I would have been all over this. You know, it, it would be, this, this is this is this, this is like conspiracy yeah, it's, theories. It's, yeah, it's really out there. So we would fully and rigorously investigate this. Yes, Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome, Karen. That's Bye. Right here.